Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. We want to welcome you back to the next episode of the Life Success Legacy Podcast. I'm Chris Bay, joined by two of our mics today. I've got Michael Crawford and Michael King Everett joining me. Come on. What's up, fellas? Howdy. Not too much. Howdy. Howdy. (laughs) Hey, MC, you got a car show coming up this weekend? I do, yeah. Um, what do you, tell us about that, and your tell our listeners tell them yeah, about, so, a little bit about you and your. Uh, you like to tinker. Yeah, I grew up in the. Uh, I grew up fixing cars, working on old cars, and uh, the car that I actually drove to high school, nineteen fifty uh, fifty one Ford sedan, is uh, the car. It's in my garage that I'll take to the car show this weekend. So, been taking some evenings and uh, polishing her up a little bit. You know, gotta gotta make her shine a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Where is is it out at South Park? Yeah, it's in uh, it's here in Lawrence uh, on on Mass Street in South Park. And uh, about how many cars will they have show up? You know, there's usually a couple hundred. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, it's, it's a, a decent whole, size it's a whole culture, car. isn't it? It really is. You know, I came from South Central Kansas, where the culture was much bigger, and so this is one of the bigger ones in Lawrence. There's there's another one in Ottawa that was last weekend, I think, or the weekend before, and that one's huge. They can get up to I think they've gotten nearly a thousand cars before. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So you've got your tinkering with your car crew and then Mike Everett's got his uh, golf community that he's going to be joining you and your son are heading out next week, right? We'll be up in Boston and Rhode Island and uh, uh, close to the Hamptons in New York. Yeah. It'll be, uh, it'll be snooty city, baby. I'll tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) like this old kansas boy he doesn't fit in that area i'll just tell you it's a shadow water i'm just i'm just thinking of the cutoffs and the and the wife beater wearing your daisy dukes out on the course (laughs) nobody nobody wants to see that okay let's get down to business for our listeners listeners thanks for putting up with us um Oftentimes we get questions, whether it's when people register for uh, an event or um, they chime in, uh, they call on the consult or whatever. And they and their main question is, how do I know what size policy to start with? Right. And the, the short answer is you don't need to worry about that <laughs> because we help you figure that out through yeah. our process. And And as we were talking in preparation for this, Really, there's there's two primary groups of clients that help us think about how to approach that. One is the client who um, they're really trying to turn the wind current on their debt. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what that's one lane that we go down. Another lane is someone who maybe has uh, doesn't have a lot of debt. Maybe they just have a mortgage. Um, or maybe their goal is just to build their pool of capital so that they can then utilize that for investment purposes or new purchases or whatever. Those are kind of the two lanes that we go down when we're thinking about that. And what this looks like is on Mondays, our whole team gets together and we design strategies for our potential clients and we go through our process. So I'm going to call on the two mics just to kind of banter back and forth about, okay, we're getting ready for a Monday. And let's say we've got a client who is wanting to turn the wind current on their their debt, um, and they've got 
you know, some of the information that we might have. Mike Crawford, you do a great job in our boot camps, kind of breaking down with our software, like the different kinds of debts. Can you give example uh, for folks of what we would be looking at and and how we would design or come up with that size policy? Yeah, so actually that was what I was going to mention is that we we created some software, you know, four or five years ago that helps us do that. And I say helps us, it doesn't do the math uh, on determining the size of the policy, but since it organizes everything in such a manner that we can break things down into the assets that the client has. And, you know, you could turn those into a term that we like to use a lot called activators, where we might be able to see in that list of assets, um, possible activators that might be used to kickstart their, their system. And then we also break the, the debts down into chunks. Now they're not granular to the point of like seven or eight categories, but we do, we do break it down into some larger categories, like your mortgages, your vehicles, your credit cards, and then your loans. And for the most part, that's going to capture the, the most amount of debts that people do uh, live with day to day, right? And so by taking a snapshot, if you will, of all of those areas, assets down through the different debts, we can kind of start looking and because we've done it so long, it almost has become second nature, but like we can look at each of these items. And when we see them listed out, it and I'm just going to be honest with you, it's it's almost like we just kind of all blurted out. It's like, yep, that's probably a 10K. Now, that number sounds ridiculous to the average person who's coming brand new to IBC, right? Who's going to spend $10,000 on life insurance in a year? Nobody. So when you're talking about an annual premium of $10,000 yeah. going into, we call them premium deposits going into the policy, that sounds insane. It sounds it absolutely wackadoodle, right? And yeah. You know, it's true, right? You know, because like, who's coming up with that dollar every year? And that's the brilliance of not only the strategy system that we've put together and that we implement weekly, but it's really how we coach our team um, internally, as well as the clients that come to the table to find that wind current. I, uh, in other words, like the dollars that they're sending out the door currently to those debts that we just mentioned and find a way to turn that dollar back to their system where they can reuse it year over year and not have to come up with new money. Yeah, so yeah I'm gonna, I, yeah, jump in. Oh, I, okay, so I wanna, I wanna expound on that just a little bit more because if you think about it, principle number three hmm. is don't steal from your system. Yeah. And we really hound on these principles all the time. So if those people are utilizing their activators, getting their policy started and we're getting rid of some of this outside debt and turning that wind current, mm -hmm. then economic value added comes into the picture then now too, because they take the payments that they were making to that outside debt, turning the wind current now in their favor and now replenishing their system. Principle number three, again, don't steal from yourself so they don't have to come up with the new money every year to make their premium deposits. I'm just expounding on, on uh, Crawford's thought process because just like he said, we do this so much that it, that it has truly become second nature. So what we've got to do is bring it down to table level for the potential new listener who's going, Hold on a second. Wind current, don't steal, <laughs> EVA, you know, but yeah. Let, let's we, do a quick 30 second timeout. <laughs> Mike Everett, you're always good at taking us back to the book. 
uh, Nelson's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. And people often wonder why we focus on turning the wind current. First of all, let's define wind current, okay? Why do we focus on that instead of immediately focusing on investments or things like that? So where does the wind current come from, that concept? Where does the wind current come from? And why do we focus on turning the wind current in in designing these strategies? You want me to take that? Yes, sir. Okay, so in Nelson's book, he always talks about the fact that, just think about the payments that you're making right now. You got your house, you got your car, you got your credit card student loans. and We could add a million different things. Those dollars that are going out the door, that is fighting the wind current. So imagine if we were flying a plane into a wind because that's debt that we're incurring or have incurred. And we make those payments, do we ever get that money back? So what would happen if all of a sudden we created a system, IBC, and we started to eliminate this outside debt and we were able to transfer the outside debt to inside debt. Now, all of a sudden, we're not fighting the wind current, but the wind current is going with us because now, all of a sudden, we're not making payments out the door. They're coming in the door. So the wind is actually helping this thing go faster. And you can actually use that wind to pay your premium <laughs> deposit. So you actually get right then and there two uses of those dollars number one the same payment that you were making to visa mastercard the car company now goes back to pay your system one one use Mm -hmm. and then at the start of the next annual policy premium year you get to use those dollars again to pay the premium and then after the premiums paid you take another policy loan number three to pay down future debt as well oh my gosh Nobody's teaching this stuff like this. <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. Yeah. By the way, it's all in this crazy book written by Nelson Nash, Becoming Your Own Banker. This is why we love doing this stuff right and, there. And what Mike just talked about and with all his arms and pointing and all the stuff that he was just doing, <laughs> it, if you join us for one of our, our boot camps and you can register for our, any of our learning events, they're free um, on our website at lifesuccesslegacy.com. Um, our boot camps, we actually show this with multiple learning styles. We draw it out conceptually. And then Crawford actually shows with our software showing a client, a fictional client, turning the wind current. So you can see month by month exactly where those dollars are flowing to show it. So, And I think that that's actually the thing that I wanted to follow up with on what I had said, then what Everett had added is, one of the most powerful aspects about our software isn't the fact that it does math for us. That's calculations that almost anybody can do, right? I mean, we're not talking difficult math equations here for the most part. The magic in our software, in my opinion, is the ease of visual use, right? It's simple to read, it's simple to understand, not just for an agent, but for the client. Because once they see their numbers, how many times have we said that, Chris Bay? I remember when you were traveling and me and Everett and you were traveling to Nebraska to the chiropractic uh, events, and you would sit down in the booth with a potential client and at that moment, write down all their numbers and start working out formula and trying to figure out 
what that could look like for them in the moment, you know, because you knew that if they saw how their numbers could affect their lives, even in the first 13 months, you knew yep. it would at least trigger an interest in looking deeper and understanding why that works, what is actually occurring. Mm. And that's what they have to see, right? Is any of us are skeptical and we get this yeah. all the time. People are skeptical and that's great because what do we say, Everett? It makes us better at our job. It is, yeah. it does. <laughs> okay, so one last thing I wanna to touch on before we transfer to this next type of client is, you know, one of the reasons that we focus on turning the wind current is in Nelson's research, he found that average America was losing 34 and a half percent of their after-tax dollars to the interest on their debt. 34 and a half percent. That if we can turn that wind current and get that 34 and a half percent from going out the window, going in your window and you get to reuse it, that's one of the most powerful investments you can do oh. is simply by turning your oh. wind current. So that's a reason why oftentimes we are actually focusing on turning the wind current on people's outside debt. Yeah. Okay, let's transition now because not everybody who comes to us has debt, right? Yeah, no. Nope. Majority of folks do, but not everybody. Yeah. Some people come for various reasons. We always talk about the four things that IBC does. Number one is eliminate outside debt. We just talked about that group of clients, but they're still three other areas that IBC deals with. Yeah. Second is building a pool of cash you can use for new purchases, investments, et cetera. The third is passive income, building passive income, money that flows to you that you don't have to work for. And then the fourth one is um, the, the tax-free wealth transfer. Yeah. So sometimes we have clients who come to us, let's talk about this number two, and they don't have any outside debt. They might have pools of cash sitting in different places that they say, hey, I'd really like to, I'd like to funnel this money each year into uh, this policy as premium deposits, build it up, and then be able to use it for various reasons, right? Yeah. So um, you got one of you guys want to talk about that type of client or an example of that type of a client, <clears throat> client where we're looking at how do we determine the size of policy related to what they have in, in terms of what they tell us they want to put in? Well, you know, when we're attacking those kind of clients and they're coming to us and they just are really wanting to build a pool, that's when we sit down and we want to know what their goals are. Mm -hmm. We want to know what, what, how do you want IBC to work in that situation? So they may have, a student getting ready to go to college. They may have a wedding coming up. They may have additional car purchase or they love to travel. Yeah. I mean, th there's a bucket of things that they could do. They're also, because some of these clients don't have any debt, they have, and usually it's the older clients, right? They might have kids who are carrying debt. Mm -hmm. So, when you're looking at those kinds of situations, then we create a way that we can actually utilize that to learn how to finance some of these other things that are going on. That pool of cash can be deployed to be utilized in those situations. And MC, can a... you talk a little bit about, so I don't want to interrupt your thought, but I'm going to drop this in. You can add Please. to it. 
when we're doing our software, we have the option of saying if we're going to use new money or we're going to use right. cash values inside the system. Okay, go run with that. Yeah, so to expound upon that, to help explain new money to a client is we just talked about this $10,000 fictitious premium, annual premium deposit, right? Most clients that come to us don't want to have to come up with $10,000 every single year. And our job is to create a system where they can reuse the dollars, as Mike Everett explained a few minutes ago, throughout their system. And then when that premium comes due again, they can use that dollar inside their system to pay that second year premium, so on and so forth, right? What Chris is explaining is that let's say we have that client who we were just now we're transitioned to that is maybe debt-free or the only thing they have maybe is a very large mortgage or something of that nature. And it's not imperative to pay it down today. They're just, they, they know they want to get rid of it, but they have a pool of money that they want to start um, capturing more efficiently, right? And use those dollars more wisely and put them in less risk. Um, so they might use new money, i.e. dollars that they're coming up with out of their savings account or out of their other, you know, uh, you know, channels of assets. I'll give an example. Too. When, when I resigned from the school district, I had a 403B <clears throat> and I had my Kansas public retirement. I wanted to start funneling that money through my banking system, yeah. right? Where I can get three uses of those dollars. Mm -hmm. So that's an example where I had the opportunity to use new money for those premiums each year. Right. Absolutely. And that just allows us to make the system grow quicker because we're not depleting the the, the cash value um, to pay the premiums, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously, um, if you go back and listen to our podcasts about how we build the policies and policy design and all that stuff, you'll understand why that becomes important um, once we get past year four, right? When we drop that paid up additions rider where we can really start churning the system um, with, especially if it was new money. Um, mm -hmm. But all that to be said, what I think we can really teach people that come to us that don't have a lot of debt or you know, don't have the type of wind current to turn that the average client does is how to be more efficient with the dollars that they are spending. Are they uh, talking to them about what things can they prepay in their lives using a policy loan, let's say home and auto insurance, and maybe get a, a deduction in that premium and then just make that same payment back to themselves, right? That's still a wind current in the sense that they are using dollars that they have available through their system to get a a break, if you will, potentially, or a small discount by prepaying a full annual year instead of maybe monthly, right? Or mm -hmm. figuring out a way to, you know, uh, buy groceries and, and, you know, living expenses that they can run through uh, a, a credit card that earns them points and just pay it off monthly, you know, things like that, where we teach yeah. them just to be a little more mindful of how the dollar flows through their hand. Mm. So, so on average, mm. um, let me just give a range. Uh, let's talk about the modes of premiums. The vast majority of our clients do an annual premium. And mm -hmm. the reason for that is you can dump money in and then turn around two weeks later and have access to the cash value per, uh, available to utilize for whatever purpose you want. So that's why most people use the annual. But let's just say that, I mean, I'm thinking of a young 19-year-old client of ours who is actually the son of some clients of ours and he works, he works in a coffee shop. He's got a, a truck loan that he wants to pay off. And he doesn't have a bunch of money sitting in the bank or any place. And so, but he could save X amount of dollars each, each month, month, you know, with his paycheck. So he just started with $250 a month in his premium. 
So that just builds up over the course of the year. Yeah. And he always has a percentage of that cash value of those premium deposits that he's put in that he has access to. But yeah. he's building up his pool to the point where he can then take a loan against it and pay off that truck and turn that truck payment back his direction right. as a loan repayment, right? Yep. So we've got clients who do, you know, 250 bucks a month, not a lot of them, but it is possible. Yep. And then we've got people who will put in 10, 20, 50, over $100,000 a year in premium deposits. So there's a real range. And again, kind of like I started out at the beginning, our clients don't have to figure that out. We're going to help them through our experience and through our process, identify what is going to be a level of premium deposit where they can gain benefit from it, but it's not going to overextend them and make them nervous or anxious about their process. Mike Everett? I, I, I've got a, a thought or two on that. So if you're just listening to us for the very first time, let me say this out loud. If we can't put you in a better place tomorrow than you are today, you shouldn't do IBC. And then the second thought I'd like to say is, you know, you just gave us a pretty large range of premiums, $250 a month up to a hundred thousand. Now, if you're listening to us for the very first time and you're focused on this 20, 30, 50, hundred thousand, forget that. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm telling you, we've even had people who could afford that kind of premium at a fifty or a hundred thousand, and we said, "Hey, we don't want you to go that big because we know this works. You do not. Yeah. So we want them to get their hands on their IBC plans. We want them to understand what they're doing. So we talk about this all the time. Confidence." and competence. Mm -hmm. We want them to be confident in what they're doing through the teaching that our team gives, but we want them to become competent in being able to utilize their IBC plan at the highest level. So keep in mind, we are going to pull you off the ledge (laughs) (laughs) before you even have an opportunity to get crazy about IBC. I'm one of our buddies, um, Ron Swole, he, as we talk about IBC, cause he's incredibly passionate about IBC and he's always bugging us and wanting to talk to us about IBC. And he says, you know, knowing what I know now, man, I started those first policies way too small. <laughs> and we're like yes but there's there's yeah, a method that's right. to that madness yeah. right there really is there really yeah. is and and so this is part of you know uh the long-term trusting relationship oh, that we create uh, because we want people to understand there's a reason uh, a method to our madness yes there really truly is because we want them to know that we didn't just swing for the fences at the start of this thing. We've got to show them there's a way in which you, you tackle your first IBC plan or two. Yeah. Because we want you to understand what you're doing, that, that we, we care. We really do care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, guys. Anything else that we want to share regarding um, how we determine the size of the policy for clients? I would just say to reiterate 
how you started it, Chris, and sort of the, the path we've taken is come to the table open-minded about the process, follow our process. Um, it might seem daunting when, my, when you join a webinar and Mike Everett says, this is a, you know, this book is a course of instruction of 10 hours. We're not going to make you sit for 10 hours in a boot camp. But over the course of the time that you're going through our process, you're going to invest 10 hours of time in learning and educating and being coached before you even get to the idea of an application. There won't even be a discussion of an application until we've followed that process. And the reason we do that is because of whatever it just said, long-term trusting relationships. If we cannot build that foundation with you, it is not worth it to risk the friendship. Nope. Amen. Well, that's good stuff right there. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, guys. Thanks for jumping in on this one. Appreciate it. Uh, to our listeners, um, check us out at lifesuccesslegacy.com, our website. There's lots of resources there, uh, including more podcasts like this <laughs> one. You can also um, sign up and register for an upcoming webinar, which Mike Everett typically does those. Uh, about every other Monday, twice a month or so, um, he does those live. And that's a great introduction to IBC and Nelson's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. And then if you really want to dive in and you've done the webinar, then um, we recommend you join us for a boot camp. We have another one coming up in October, I believe. They're usually 21st. 21st. October 21st. That's a Saturday. We typically do those on Saturday mornings, uh, central time. That's 930 a.m. to about 12, 1230 p.m. And that is a deep dive. Like you will walk away feeling very informed about how IBC works. Um, you may not know what it looks like specifically in your case, but I bet you you'll start to get an idea of what it could look like for you. And then, of course, when you do your consult with one of us um, and we send you the, the software link and we start diving in, that's really when the fun teaching is because it's your numbers and it's your life. And that's where it's really going to sink into your brain. Like, okay, I get this. This is making sense to me. Right? Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us. And we'll catch you on our next episode.